Hey everybody, Tracy Sheriff here, and I'm excited to bring this episode called Think Twice Before Saying No to a, a Community to You. Now, focusing on online courses and programs has really been a popular way for people to scale their business. But often there's two questions that tend to come up. The first question is, should I host a community as part of my course or online program? And the second question is, where should I host it? Now, in today's episode, we're going to focus on question number one, which is, should I host a community? Because really, question number two is moot if you don't answer question number one for yourself confidently, right? Welcome to Scale Your Course. If designing and delivering a scalable course has got you feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and just plain tapped out, you're not alone. I'm Tracy Sheriff, and in this podcast, you'll listen to a combination of solo episodes and powerhouse interviews where we'll share tips, strategies, and insider insights into how you can successfully design and deliver a scalable course. Prepare to reach your next level business goals without compromising your health and wealth with the Scale Your Course podcast. So here's what I want you to think about. When teaching in a traditional face-to-face classroom, We're limited to the opportunity to teach and introduce the topic one time. And whether that learning actually lands often depends on a variety of things. It depends on the skill set of the teacher, the quality of the teaching, the environment, and our own time and attention to the learning. If the teacher is good, they will weave learning experiences in the class in order to help us gain a deeper understanding through things like discussion, group work, and the like. And it's through this experience that we not only learn from the teacher, but we learn from each other. We listen and perhaps adopt the perspective of others. We assimilate our past knowledge with new knowledge, and we essentially gain momentum for the learning process itself through the experience, especially if we are focused and enthusiastic learners. Throughout this experience, we are learning from others, often debating hot topics, questioning our own understanding, thinking and rethinking things. If done well and done right, it can be exhilarating for both the teacher and the learner. And that's really what social learning is. And for me, Personally, it's my preferred way to learn. Now, I use the word preferred, but this episode isn't about learning styles. We can debate the existence of learning styles another time. The truth is, what I'm talking about here is backed by theory. It's called, by no surprise, social learning theory, and it was presented by psychologist Albert Bandura many years ago. Bandura proposed that learning is a cognitive process that takes place in a social context and occurs through the process of observation or direct instruction, even in the absence of motor reproduction or direct reinforcement. It's important to note that social learning is not just about what happens in a classroom or learning environment. It's about every interaction we have with others We have conversations, we consider and possibly apply other people's opinions and ideas in our own lives. It's ongoing. So while in my view, the case is clear that offering some type of social learning, such as a community or interaction, even inside your learning management system, 
many will choose to continue to offer standalone courses without any support, without any opportunity to observe and interact with others. And then we as a collective, and I say we, wonder why course completion rates are so low and why people really aren't always taking action. So before you decide to eliminate community from your business model, whether that be in your course or program or something else, and limit learning to passive engagement, I encourage you to think again. In this next segment, I'm going to give you more to think about as I share how you can leverage the four principles of his social learning theory in your course or online program and potentially consider those principles when you're making the decision for yourself of whether you actually do want to include a community as part of your delivery model. Choosing a platform to host your course or online program can be overwhelming. There's more choices than you have time to consider, and you're probably not really sure which platform to choose that will fit your needs not only just today, but in your business future. If this sounds like you, I'd like to introduce you to Member Vault. This platform is more than a home for your learning products. It can be a home for your entire business. Whether you're creating a new course or program or scaling your products so you can serve more efficiently and effectively, Member Vault is the tool for you. Attract ideal leads, boost engagement, and convert more clients and learners into your products. Member Vault does it all. To learn more about Member Vault and find out how you can start with a free plan that includes all features and has no time limit, visit bit.ly backslash this is member vault. So what exactly are the four principles? The first principle is attention. The second principle is retention. The third principle is reproduction. And the fourth principle is motivation. Those are the basis for Bandura's social learning theory. So now what I'm going to do is explain what each of those mean. And I'm going to provide you with some context, some opportunity for you to consider the benefits for your own community. When we look at community or our decision to host a community through this lens, we're going to start with attention. We can't learn if we are not focused on the task at hand. We are needing to attend to new information. We are needing to attend to our learning environment. And we are most often likely to attend to things that are new or different in some way. That's what's really going to grab our attention. But social learning, the opportunity to engage in some type of social learning opportunity, enhances our ability to learn through attention. Social learning helps us focus on perhaps the parts of learning we didn't initially take in or emphasize. That's when in say a Facebook group, someone posts their key takeaway and you realize that that's something that you glossed over or that you really didn't think about deeply and that creates a desire for you to learn more. Or maybe it's you sharing something in the Facebook group about your key takeaway, which does the same for others. It's this approach of give and take that creates really great opportunities for learning. Then there's retention. We learn by taking in information. 
we tend to recall that information later on when we're required to respond to something. Research tells us that most people only recall 10% of the information taught within 72 hours. Offering a social learning opportunity can significantly increase retention of information and application. So in the context of social learning, recall is happening and retention is occurring when someone asks a question and someone provides an answer. It gives the opportunity to practice, recall and articulate back what they are learning or have learned, which moves people from the knowing space to understanding. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the gap between knowing and understanding, check out one of my previous episodes. I believe it's episode five. I'm going to link that episode for you in the show notes below, but it really helps you understand what's needed in order to move people from knowing to understanding. And true learning doesn't happen until we at least get to the understanding phase. Then there's reproduction. So we reproduce previously learned information. So that can be behaviors, skills, or knowledge when we need them. We need that mental and physical rehearsal though, which allows for things to become a little bit more automatic. And it's in a social learning environment that we're provided with opportunities to do things that can enhance this. For example, we can show other people what we are doing on demand. We can see what other people are doing and we want to imitate that. So this really pushes us from passive to active learning. The last one is motivation. We need to be motivated to do anything. And often that motivation originates from what we observe in other people. So when we see others taking action, so sharing their wins in a Facebook learning community or a circle community or inside some type of forum, we are likely to do the same. And if we see the mistakes that we're making, we're more likely to work around those mistakes to avoid them. So again, it's very much enhancing the learning process for ourselves and for others when we're looking at this through a social learning lens. Considering all that I've said, if you're someone who offers some type of community learning in your course or program, I'm hopeful you will be even more committed to this model than ever. For others who do not, I challenge you to reconsider. Offering a learning community can still allow you to scale your business with courses and programs and not allow it to be a huge drain on your time and energy if done right. Tune in next Monday where I'll share strategies for you to do exactly just that. Until then, I want you to consider the social learning that you're engaging in daily whether formal or informal, and really think about the impact it's having on your day-to-day learning. I'm confident you'll have your own aha moment and it might help you just gain more clarity on your answer to the question, should I actually include a community as part of my course or online program? Until next week, take care. If you like this episode, one of the best thank yous you can give me is to subscribe and leave me a review. Leaving a podcast review helps me get more reach and attract more listeners. And if you're ready to skill your course, I also have a free roadmap that you can download. 
This roadmap will give you access to my framework for scaling courses, what you need to do, what you need to consider, and even who you should include in the process. Check the show notes below. Thanks for listening.